You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another week, everybody, of Locked On Lions. We welcome you in on the Locked On Podcast and network your team every day on this Monday, February 22nd into Tuesday, February 23rd. My name is Matt Derry, the host here on the Locked On Lions Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you for joining us today on this program. A lot to discuss and get into today. First off, we're brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. A lot of chatter today, I'm being told, on sports radio, on the ticket, on the midday show, about Kyle Pitts. I, I, I want to uh, uh, debunk a myth that's out there about the Lions, and we will do that coming up momentarily. Also, congratulations going out to one of the Lions beat writers making a move online. We'll get into that today. Mike O'Hara's latest mock draft, and Kenny Galladay uh, talk about the uh, franchise tag and what I think the Lions are going to do. All of that coming up today on the show. Um, thank you for uh, following us on Twitter. We are there, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Getting a lot of uh, uh, people were hitting me up today. They're like, oh, are you listening to Carson Anderson and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I wasn't today, but uh, apparently these guys were talking a lot about and debating about the Lions drafting a tight end at number seven, Kyle Pitts, a big number 84 out of Florida. Let me get this out of the way right now and let you know something. From the sources that I have and from people that I've talked to that are close to the Lions, the Detroit Lions philosophy at number seven is best player available. And if they think Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, is the best player available at number seven, they're going to take him. And from what I'm being told, the Lions have a better chance of taking Kyle Pitts at seven than Trey Lance. Don't. And I know Dave Burkett had Trey Lance in his mock, I think in one of his mock drafts. I don't think the Lions are taking Trey Lance. I don't think the Lions are taking a quarterback at seven. And if Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance are there at seven, the Lions are going to take Kyle Pitts if that's what their best, if that's the best player on their board. Best player available is what Brad Holmes and his crew are looking at at number seven, from what I'm being told. This is not about, oh, the Lions need Micah Parsons. Of course they do. The Lions linebackers blow. They're horrible. But if they think uh, Kyle Pitts is a better player than Micah Parsons, they're going to take Pitts. And I know what a lot of you are saying. Why would the Lions, who just took a tight end two years ago in the top ten, take another one? Because he's the best player on their board. They are a rebuild. They are not married to many of these players. And if they think Kyle Pitts is really good, they're going to take him. Now, do I think the Lions need to take Kyle Pitts at seven? No. And I wouldn't like the pick. And I've argued this with many a people. Um, uh, you know, I, I, they have TJ Hawkinson. He's on a rookie deal. He was a pro bowler. 
I think they're going to let Jesse James go and save themselves some money. That wouldn't surprise me because this team's got to get under the salary cap even more. And if we look at our prideofdetroit.com article from today, that was written by Jeremy Reisman. It was very good. He talks about uh, some of the players that the Lions let go. And they would save $2.14 million. And they would save $5 million if they use a June 1st designation on Jesse James. That's some good money that you can spend elsewhere. And Jesse James, in the two years that he's played with the Lions, has done absolutely nothing. So that would open the door for a Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson one-two punch. Now, again, they also have um, Hunter Bryant and, and or, or whatever, so he could be a tight. He could be the second tight end. Nothing would surprise me. But I'm here to tell you right now that folks that think the Lions will not take Kyle Pitts at seven are mistaken. If that's their best player available on the board, that's where they're going to go. So keep that um, certainly in mind. I mentioned Pride of Detroit dot com. I love their site. We had Jeremy Reisman on the show. Uh, last week, and today uh, they announced, and again, this is a lot of media media uh, geekery, but I'm going to do it. It's my podcast. Today, the prideofdetroit.com announced that Eric Schlitt, who's been the managing editor and is uh, kind of co-run lionswire.com, and I'm on Lionswire every day uh, with Jeff Risden. Eric is leaving Lionswire in USA Today to join Pride of Detroit as their managing editor. And we've had Eric on the show before. And, you know, you can't find nicer people than a guy like Jeremy Reisman and Eric Schlitt. And Jeff, too. All these guys are super nice. But Eric is, like, such a nice guy. Uh, And he's getting this opportunity at POD. And I just wanted to wish him well and congratulate him. PrideDetroit.com is excellent. They do excellent work covering the Lions. It's there for you. You go there every day. Whatever the news of the day is, they have it for you. There's no paywalls or any of that other BS. Um... I love Pride of Detroit, and they're adding Eric Schlitt to the mix, and I think that's awesome. So I wanted to give Eric a little bit of love um, today and also uh, talk about, you know, it's Monday. I'm geeking out on, on, on all this stuff. So I think they do a whale of a job. But, folks, if you think that Kyle Pitts is not an option for the Lions, uh, gear up because he is. He is. What about our friends at betonline.ag? Tonight, here we go. My Syracuse Orange taking on Duke. They're a six-and-a-half-point underdog. If I put some money down, if I were to bet on my Orange, because I could never bet against them, what I would do, I would go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but we got college hoops. We got NBA. We got NHL in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. What do you do? You go to the website, betonline.ag, all right, or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's BetOnline. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. At betonline.ag, promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, speaking of mock drafts uh, today, 
Our good friend Mike O'Hara at DetroitLions.com did his second mock draft already. Mike O'Hara is already on mock draft 2.0. So quickly, uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, not a surprise. The Jets, Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Houston at number three. Um, This is interesting. Uh, Mike has the Texans trading Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. So what included in that pick in that trade would be the Texans at number three, taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, getting that pick from Miami. Atlanta uh, at number four would take uh, Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman. Bengals at number five. Rashawn Slater, interesting pick, the big tackle from Northwestern. At number six, O'Hara has Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Lions then at number seven, with all of the quarterbacks on the board, including Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, would take Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. O'Hara writes, they've already loaded up in the quarterback market in a reported deal that sends Stafford to the Lions, Jared Goff to Detroit. Lions have options and flexibility with their first pick at number seven. Trade up. Don't see this happening. Trade down. A more likely possibility given the interest of teams below who would be in the market to draft a quarterback. team like Washington with pick 19 might have to include a future first-round pick to swap places with the Lions in the first round. Stay put. Not a bad strategy, especially in the Lions' case when there's a player on the board who can help with the defense. Micah Parsons does help. Bottom line, says O'Hara, linebacker was the Lions' weakest position in 2020, and Parsons is a top-10 prospect with dynamic ability. You can't argue that. And I truly believe that if the Lions feel like Parsons is the best player available, they'll take him because he also fits a need. And I've been saying this for many, many weeks, and I've been watching Micah Parsons on YouTube, and just I saw him play two years ago at Penn State. Of course, he did not play this past year because he opted out. But this is a kid with so much ability, so much athleticism, that the Lions just don't have on the defensive side of the ball. And linebacker is a huge issue. They're going to likely lose Jared Davis in free agency unless somehow they re-sign him, which I think would be idiotic. They've got Jamie Collins, who I don't think is going anywhere uh, because they signed him long-term, and he was a serviceable player last year. But this team needs to have players that are flying around the field on defense and playmakers, and that's exactly what Micah Parsons is. And I would love this pick at number 7. I think it does fill a big need. And I also think that Micah Parsons, you could argue, would be the best player available at that spot at number seven. What I'm concerned, what I what I'm interested in seeing is if Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner and wide receiver from Alabama, somehow slips to the Lions at number seven. And would Detroit take him? That is something that I'm not sure of. I'm not sure the Lions would do. But I think if he's the best player available on their board, would they take him? Yes. I just don't know about his size. But with Micah Parsons, he he checks all the boxes. And he's so athletic, and he's a really, really good football player. And like I said, from what I'm being told and from what I've heard, I don't think the Lions are going to take a quarterback at number 7, especially with where they are with Jared Goff, with the belief, with that group from the Rams and the Lions front office. Uh, Assistant GM Ray Agnew, General Manager Brad Holmes. I think they're going to stick with Goff 
Do I think the Lions are going to take a quarterback maybe later on in the draft as somebody that they can develop? I don't see why not. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. Pride of Detroit today talked about two players, two candidates that could get cut over the next few weeks to clear some cap room. And the first two guys on their list, and we've talked about this, Desmond Trufant, because you could save $6.2 million, and Justin Coleman, because you could save $5 million or $9 million if you use a June 1st designation. If that's the case and the Lions cut both of those guys, they would be extremely thin at cornerback after Jeffrey Okuda and Amanio Ruarie. But I'm not so sure there's a cornerback at number seven that the Lions would take. But if a trade down occurs, Carolina wants to move up to make sure they get their quarterback. Washington wants to move up to get their quarterback. Maybe Denver, somebody like that. Um, you can't rule out the Lions maybe later on in the first round, first round getting another cover guy. There's only so many cornerbacks. Um, you, you need to have as many cornerbacks as possible in this league, in this passing league. Um, so that's something to, uh, to definitely keep in mind when you're looking at this team. And here's the other thing. I, I know the Lions are, are rebuilding, but I don't think that this franchise is blowing it up to the point where they're going to let all of their good players go. And again, they're about $7 million under the cap right now and need more, especially if they're going to re-sign Kenny Galladay, franchise tag him. And there's plenty of options. I mean, Nick Williams is going to get cut. I think Coleman or Trufant could go. Wouldn't surprise me to see Joe Dahl let go. The Lions need to build more equity, and they need to get rid of some of the dead weight on this roster. And while there will be a, a dead cap hit, you know, there's there's money that you, um, you know, you're paying guys, and you have and you, and you have money against your cap for guys that aren't there. There's still savings that these teams that this team is going to have to do, and every and, and other and other teams are already starting to do it, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks with certain guys already getting cut. Cuts are already starting around the league. The Lions have not uh, gotten in on those cuts uh, just yet, but there's been plenty of guys that have already been let go. You know, Trey Boston let go by Carolina um, and others. Uh, the safety that could be somebody that the Lions could look at uh, if they want to add to their secondary. But the Lions have some work to do, for sure. Um, right now, the NFL announced, was it last week, the salary cap will be at least $180 million. So the Lions have some work to do before free agency starts next month. Um, and in this POD article, they talk about the Lions need to find nearly $20 million in cap savings just to break even before the new league year starts on March 17th. Because they're right around there now um, in terms of uh, cap space that they're going to carry over from last year and everything else. So cuts are coming, but that's okay. Get younger. And a lot of those guys, True Font, Coleman, Nick Williams, those are Bob Quinn players. Let Brad Holmes get some of his guys in here right away. So there you're going to have young players at some of these positions. Big deal. You're going to lose a lot of football games next year anyway. The schedule's tough. All right, I'm rambling on. I want to talk about Kenny Galladay uh, and his situation with the franchise tag. The Lions can start tagging players, or Kenny Galladay for that matter, or even Romeo Aquara, starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. 
First, though, what about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever? Oh, I love Built Bar. What did I have today? Did I already throw it in the garbage can? Oh, man, where is it? I had my coconut brownie chunk that was the special bar last month, and it is fantastic. I love the cookies and cream bar. Folks, I hit the scale today, and I'm losing weight. I need to lose weight. I didn't like the number that I saw. So a Built Bar is going to be good for me and taste really good. Only 150 calories. Heck, the cookies and cream is 130 calories. I'm still getting 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. All right? Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, and that's exactly what I did, at BuiltBar.com. All right? Go there right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, uh, reporting today on the NFL Network. Quote, I would be very surprised if Galladay is actually available. Another strong franchise tag candidate. I know they had talks last year about a long-term extension. Did not happen. They're going to try again this year, but expect him to be tagged if they don't get a deal. End quote. Dave Briquette also wrote about it over the weekend. That while NFL teams have a 15-day window to designate a player with a franchise tag or a transition tag, that the Lions could tag for uh, Kenny Galladay if they can't get a long-term deal done. And tag and trade him, which would get money off the books. And if the Lions don't love him, they tag him, but then they trade him. We don't know what this regime thinks of Kenny Galladay. But all reports indicate that if they like him, they're not going to get a long-term deal done. Because Galladay's camp wanted $20 million a year last year. Now, over-the-cap reports that the franchise tag for wide receivers would be worth around $16.4 million. Rarely do teams tag and trade players because if you get Galladay tagged, number one, he's there. Number two, he gets probably less than market value based on his performance. And number three, it's a tryout for the Lions and Dan Campbell for Kenny Galladay. If Galladay plays great, You sign them long-term for next year. If you can't get that done, you tag them again. But you keep him under your umbrella. He's your guy. And Galladay said on NFL Network a couple of weeks ago, he was excited about Dan Campbell's press conference and wants to stay in Detroit. But would prefer a long-term deal, of course. Nobody wants to get tagged. He wants to get paid. But if you're the Lions right now, regardless of the rebuild, you still want to give Jared Goff every opportunity to for success. You can't trot out Quintez Cephas and a draft pick as your starting receivers unless it's like Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. Jamal Agnew is also a free agent. So the only receiver under contract right now is Quintez Cephas, and I'm not even so sure he's a starter. So starting tomorrow, the Lions have two weeks to decide what to do with Kenny Galladay. It's a 15-day window to decide what to do with Galladay and whether or not they want to use the franchise tag. Would they rather tag Romeo Okwara and keep Galladay? I'm not so sure. Galladay is the better player. And I think the Lions can find an edge in free agency. There's a lot of good free agent wide receivers, but I don't think any of these guys are going to sign here with the Lions. So keep an eye on that, unless it's like a T.Y. Hilton at the end of his rope here or an A.J. Green. But to me, you tag Kenny Galladay, 
You keep him for less than what he believes he's worth. And you see how he plays. He's still the best weapon that you have, probably not named DeAndre Swift. That's Locked On Lions for this Monday, February 22nd. We're going to catch up with Eric Schlitt and talk about his new role at POD either tomorrow or Wednesday. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.